Hey, so what is going on, everyone? It is me, Mr. Mario. And Dope Spawner. And how are you doing today, Daniel? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I am chipper, as some would say. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing quite well. Thank you for asking. And that is great. what are we doing here on Mod Chat today for uh, episode 12? Episode 12. Big 12. This is our one-year mark, so basically we are going to be doing a couple things. First and foremost, we are going to be talking about some of the latest news and releases and information going on in the modding scene across the board. We are also going to be uh, looking back at this past year of Mod Chat, and we also are going to be just talking a little bit about some other kind of randomish things that we've got going on. Exactly. So, yeah, pretty much this is going to be, like, I'll, I'll explain Mod Chat since we do every episode, but uh, Mod Chat was started, and, man, we, we've, we've done this monthly podcast, mm -hmm. and it started because Dopeswanner and I were both YouTubers who really came up through the modding scene, specifically, you know, the Xbox 360 modding scene. We kind of mod a little bit of everything. Now, uh, what happened was, you know, the scene's been dead for so long, and it, we're starting to see some life with it, so uh, we were saying, you know, a lot of our subscribers want modding stuff. Uh, maybe we should just make a podcast where we talk about mods and all that, and it could be new stuff or old stuff, whatever it is, uh, and we kind of look back on all that. So we provide you some new modding videos and audio, but not so much, you know, maybe like new stuff overall, but it's just people who enjoy modding overall and even enjoy our attitudes, anything like that. Yeah, you yeah. get some a little bit of reminiscing and a little bit of uh, opinions on topics, per se. Exactly. So there, there's going to be a few things we need to address. So first off, I, I have to do this at the beginning because I'm going to forget otherwise. Huge shout out to B-Square Designs. If I remember, I'm going to put his information down below in the description. He's actually a designer that I hired for the graphics on my channel. And uh, he also, I hired him for graphics for the mod chat Um the uh, Podbean account and our Facebook account as well. So anything that you see on there, like the new graphics and everything for the MP3 files and all that, that's all his doing. So I just want to give a shout out to him because he did a fantastic job on there. And then we also need to talk about, because, you know, we said this is going to be a Christmas episode or the holiday special, one year special. We decided to do kind of an overall thing on here. So it's going to be real laid back. But I also need to talk about why we've been so late with this episode, like abnormally <laughs> late compared to other episodes. And we so, apologize uh, for that. So, so uh, let, let's just cut the bullshit and uh, let's just tell them. <laughs> it, it is absolutely 100% my fault. Um, Mr. Mario has definitely hit me up quite a few times saying, hey, let's do this, let's do this. Like, he always does. He's always so prompt. And, well, thank oh, you. you. Oh, you are. You are, man. I got to give credit where credit's due. And, uh, <laughs> you know, normally I'm able to just say, yeah, either that day or, you know, in the next couple of days. But this past month has just been absolutely crazy for me with the uh, closing of my semester and uh, – just, I don't know, just a lot of other personal stuff going on where I've either, like, bailed or haven't been able to. So uh, if it was if it was just Mr. Mario, this would have been out, I'm sure, quite a lot earlier than this. Um, definitely was my fault. And today, like, <laughs> last minute was like, hey, what are you doing tonight? Let's do it now. Like, if we can't. So, like, it, it was definitely my fault. I'm really sorry. Not his fault at all. Uh, he is the one that is, is, is very uh, on schedule and has his shit together. So uh, I apologize on my behalf. <laughs> well, thanks. I appreciate it. I, I kind of explained my, my way as well, too, because uh, what we want to do, I, I'm trying... Okay, here's the thing. This is a tentative schedule. Now, if people know we do this once a month, because if we can't do it, you know, weekly, because that'd just be, we'd run out of topics so quick. But yes. yeah, but with that, you know, what I've been trying to do, I've kind of been trying to do a soft cap of if we just do mod chat. I want it to be up by the 15th of the month. If we do Mod Chat and Mod Chat Plus, I want to do something like, so we put Mod Chat up like the 10th of the month and then Mod Chat Plus the 20th of the month. Uh, but this month we weren't able to do because right now we're actually recording this uh, December 20th. And since it's going to be, you know, the holiday special, I'll probably have this uploaded by December 24th, December 25th by latest. So more than likely, you know, if Phantom Squad and Lizard Squad and Super Mod Chat Hacking Squad, you know, take down Sony and uh, Microsoft Networks for, you know, Xbox and PlayStation, if you're spending some time away from your systems and family, you could come and listen to our thing, which <laughs> hopefully... perfect timing. Though. Yeah, hopefully it's working. Hopefully it's not worth saying, hey, we're, we're doing this for you all on your behalf. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, but uh, no, honestly, some real talk as well, too. I'm actually moving tomorrow. So uh, for anyone that doesn't know, I also just finished my semester, and I got my degree. I passed my classes and all that. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've been busy as hell with that. So if anybody's just like, hey, man, Mr. Mario's been slacking, no, I don't think I have. And if you think I have, I've been trying to finish up my degree. So I got my degree. I'm going to be moving. As I said, by the time this goes up, this is, I'm going to be moved and everything. And uh, then, you know, I'm going to be starting my job in January. So we've both been extremely busy. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. definitely. So if you don't like it, you can kiss our black asses. I, I'm not okay. <laughs> Just the roll with it. Man. I know. Christmas? I know. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> Someone's been having too much eggnog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we can go ahead and get this started and see, you know, the new stuff that's happened. But uh, first off, you know, there's been, within this month, I, I think it's just, you know, big modders and all that have really been wanting to do, you know, Christmas specials and all that stuff. Because uh, it's happened historically around November, December, January. A lot of the hacks come, and I think it's because of the holiday season. And also, at the same time, people are inside. It's cold. They're working on these systems, exploiting them and everything, which I give props to because, hey, I love the cold as well. But first off, so th- this PS4 jailbreak, y- you've heard of it, right? Right, Daniel? Oh, yeah, of course. As, as you, I'm sure you know, I did a little basic news video on it as soon as I found out because my buddy told me about it, but it, it definitely came up out of nowhere. Yeah, you know? yeah, and uh, pretty much what happened was, so right now, uh, the only eighth generation system at least i have to give this disclaimer because in the next few days this could change any of this could change uh but at this moment in time when we're recording uh, the only eighth generation system that has not been cracked open has been the xbox one there's been nothing reported for uh running you know backup games on there either from a usb drive or a flashed uh, blu-ray drive or anything like that uh there has been any uh, homebrew uh like your public announcements or anything from what i've seen uh and the last thing that I really remember with the Xbox One coming out was the NAND got dumped on there, which is great. Like, I'm all for a NAND dump, but a NAND dump is also a NAND dump. Which is not not a lot at all. I mean, it's a good step in the right direction, but it's like, okay, we got this NAND dump. We can't really exploit it or anything. We now need to find a way to make this useful. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I mean it, it's it's good to have because when when... An exploit does come out, it'll be something that's, you know, probably necessary to be flashed and, mm-hmm. and stuff. But, again, for the time being, though, like, I, I feel like the order of operations more so would be find exploit. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah so what what's happened, you know, with this C-Turt jailbreak for anyone that doesn't know or anything? It's not that much has come from it. Now, from what I've seen on here, it's really – this came out at a really opportune time, too uh, – Actually, no, the the new update hasn't done it because, first off, you need to have a PlayStation 4 sitting on firmware 1.76 or below because it uses a WebKit exploit. And then with that, you know, they've really found a way to dump the RAM and they're finding a way to, you know, uh, start manipulating it and everything. So this is the very early stages of a jailbreak, which is absolutely awesome to see. And it's a kernel-level exploit, which is really, you know, just your first wide-open door. Now they just need some coders to work on this. And actually, I read uh, kind of – no, I didn't really read to be honest. Honest, I kind of just lightly skimmed two huge articles and breakdowns that C-Turp did. I think it was on GitHub or it was on another personal site that he had. Uh, actually, I think, let me see here. Uh, no, it wasn't on the GitHub, but he explained, you know, how it was working out and everything and what he did. And from what I understand, he even has a Game Boy emulator working on the PS4. Oh, really? I haven't even seen that. Yeah, no, he has a Game Boy emulator working on there. The only thing with it is, and let me see, I could even link it to you as well. Um, but yeah, no, he has this whole, like, three-part series. I don't expect you to read it, but, because um, yeah. it's, it, dude, it's 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 heavy stuff. Yeah. It's pages, pages, miles long. But it's called, you know, it's on his GitHub, actually. It's called Hacking the PS4, and uh, he has three parts. Part one is Introduction to PS4 Security and Userland ROP. Second part is Userland Code Execution. And third one is Kernel Exploitation. And pretty much he explains everything in detail in this wonderful novel that he wrote. And by the end, you know, he's really showing that he is able to run homebrew and things like that, for example, emulators. But at least the last time I read on here, there is an emulator that is working. It's not the best emulator, but something he coded up. Uh, But the thing is, you can't use a controller with it. So it's useless for the time being. But the key word is, for the time being, it's useless. This can turn into something easily. And they have homebrew running on there right now. Which which is huge. It is. It is. I'm I'm so excited about that. Yeah, because I I saw here too, though. It says that um, with the WebKit exploit and basically what he has done, um, he's got full kernel level access. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just... It's just really – my biggest thing I'm hoping is this because I know that – I don't know if it was you that posted this. or I saw, I saw this somewhere. I, I can't really remember where. But there's a bundle that basically has that uh, that version. Do you remember what bundle that is? The Last of Us bundle. There's okay. It's been reported that several consoles in there have it. And I, I almost bought one, but those things are like over 400 bucks or something. I was like, I don't really want to pay that right now to be yeah, honest. So <laughs> honestly what I'm hoping is, is that there's some way – to either like a downgrade or some way where they're able to 
when they have that, like, find another workaround, basically, to get it working. Because, I mean, with the PS3, from what I... I didn't mess around with the PS3 too much, except for, like, before when it was really easy to jailbreak. Like, my brother... Um, I mean, he, he got into it before me. I think I talked to you about this. We literally just downloaded it on a USB dongle, plugged it in, and um, I think it was before 3.55, which was, I believe, when... The, like they patched it or something like that yeah dude you could do some weird things with the ps3 like i remember there was something where you could install custom firmware on there but you had to use an external means to boot it so you could actually use a graphing calculator to launch your ps3 into a custom firmware yeah super strange shit that's that's <laughs> that's, that's, that's that sounds like super mickey mouse shit, yeah, I, I just know? remember and it makes sense but i remember one of my favorite things a friend linked it to me when he was getting to the ps3 seed and it was this one guy who had his calculator and he's like hey man i'm gonna show you right now how to hack up your ps3 with motherfucking calculator <laughs> <laughs> and i just got a kick out of that video tell me that was like his serious voice too though yeah no it was okay yeah like he wasn't trying to be funny like that's just how homeboy talks yeah yeah oh my god it's great yeah but yeah, no, I'm definitely wanting to see more come from this. And, you know, what I can hope for is maybe, you know, they are able to find this exploit or find a way to use or even downgrade on further uh, firmwares as well, too, uh, which we can talk about in other things. But, you know, some people really had concerns over, oh, well, this only works for a small amount of PS3, PS4s, blah, blah. But things are going to evolve. We're going to see what's going to happen. Because even though, yeah, the PS3 scene, you do need an older PS3 and you do need to downgrade it if it is not on 3.55 or 3.56 or anything lower, uh, it's still thriving quite well. Um, with the PS3, with the, because you've heard of the E3 flasher, right? Yeah. I would imagine. Isn't isn't there a way to downgrade even, like, newer PlayStation 3s? Like, I'm no. not saying, like, current day ones, but even some of the Slims, at least? Yes. Um, okay. You need to have a PS3 that has been... Because each PS3 has a starter firmware, right? And mm-hmm. then you upgrade off that. But yeah. you need to have any type of PS3 that has a firmware that is... 3.55 or lower. So the, for start, exam- the starter firmware. Yeah, so for example, if you have a PS3 that fresh off the factory line it had 1.5 installed, you can downgrade it. If you have a PS3 that fresh off the factory line it had 4.2 installed, you cannot downgrade it to 3.55. Hmm. That is the major weakness of the jailbreaking scene right there. Um, it's kind of funny that with the PlayStation, because like like on on like JTAGable consoles, at least back in the day, if you were to upgrade past a certain point, it would burn like the E fuse. Yes, and actually that was even implemented. That was implemented early on. It was like the four thousand series kernel because they put the E fuses in the CPU and they didn't start using them until the hypervisor exploit with King Kong came around, where you could use Linux on the three sixty. So after that, then they started burning off the E fuses. It's just funny, though, that the PlayStation didn't implement that. Yeah, but also at the same time, that's such an old technology, so there's also a lot of companies that don't want to do that. But what I was shocked was was that there was never a way to really patch that into the PS3, because did you ever follow the PSP scene? No, no, no. I, I didn't have one aside from my brother. I know you were, like, really involved with that, oh, right? Oh, yeah, no, I, I love that. Like, the PS3 scene is one of my all-time favorite scenes. But uh, I had a TA82 motherboard PSP. That was my first one. And to people who were in the scene, that might mean something. Now it doesn't mean that much now. But back in the day with the, PS, uh, with the PSP scene, the holy land of firmwares was really getting down to firmware 1.5 because 1.5 mm-hmm. was the homebrew firmware and you could just build off that. So the, the key thing was you had to downgrade to 1.5 and that was it. Now that's not so much the case anymore because there's homebrew that's been ported to the latest firmwares, like 6 point something, and you really don't need that 1.5 kernel anymore. But they did some – looking back at it, it's absolutely insane the stuff they did on that little handheld right there. Just it's really admirable to see. But uh, what I'm trying to say here is with that – I remember my motherboard, uh, it was known that you could not downgrade it. But then they actually ended up releasing a patch where you could patch the software on the motherboard itself and downgrade to 1.5 so you could run a lower firmware than what the factory had intended on the PSP. But then that key stayed in there, which sometimes it would have side effects. So my side effect, I remember, was if my PSP's battery was below 10%, I could not turn it on even though I had a charge. So there was actually other downgraders and key cleaners that came out that could then clean up those keys that were patched into the firmware, and not the firmware, but the uh, the motherboard itself, and then you could have, you know, perfectly working PSP after that, and you could downgrade, because I remember I downgraded my PSP all the way over to version 1, which years prior was not possible, that was unthought of, but mm-hmm. they found ways around that. 
Is is it still like? Is there still like going on with PSP modding scene or not? Not, really? not so much anymore. Now I actually even tried it, and I I think I struggle to even find a 1.5 downgrader that worked or anything because nobody wants to install 1.5. There's no need to anymore. Nobody wants to install the kernel, and I got like I was one of the first people that had a jig kick, a Pandora's battery, you know, whatever you want to call it, uh, magic memory card, all that stuff. Hey, that, that's that's actually the thing I was literally about to ask you about. When it came to Pandora's Battery, because I remember I modded my brother's PSP like years and years ago, and I don't remember absolutely anything about it at all, but I remember hearing or seeing something about the battery. What what exactly, like, could you briefly, like, quickly tell me, like, what Ab- that whole Pandora's Battery thing is? Absolutely. Pandora's Battery is a type of battery that you can actually flash it, or the earlier batteries, you could remove a pin and modify it that way uh, just by jury-rigging it. But this is a battery that has... The battery itself has a bit of a firmware in it, believe it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just extremely basic, but... There are consumer batteries and there are service mode batteries. And what a Pandora's battery is, is it is a battery where it is programmed for service mode. So you pop it into your PSP and it kind of boots it into a BIOS of some sort. So there's no type of menu on there by default, but it automatically turns your PSP on. And then it looks for specific files on the uh, memory card that you put in. So if you have the appropriate files and everything, then you can boot up your PSP into a service mode and you literally have complete access to the Sire system, like Sony level service mode right there. Damn. Yeah. So actually what I did for the longest time, like I had, it was so easy to do because before you had to wait for an exploit, but then like if a friend had a PSP, all I had to do was take my memory stick, pop it in, pop in my Pandora's battery, the PSP would automatically turn on, and then I would just say downgrade to 1.5, or I don't even think I had that, but I just said flash over custom firmware. It would completely wipe the PSP, and then it would reinstall everything on there and just put a custom firmware on there within a few minutes. Badass. Yeah, and it's it, the technology behind it is absolutely brilliant, and it's really cool to see that we had that power at our hands. But with the thing of it being at the same time, uh, now it's really useless because I still have my my gear. But yeah. you can literally update your PSP to the latest firmware, download some files, run them off of your memory stick, and within about a minute, you can have a fully modified PSP. Got you. So they just they raped it in every angle. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as, as you can tell from that, I'm very passionate about the CSL. Yeah. I love the PSP. Like, when I get you a shirt that says, PSP's my shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, man. I love that system so much. It's fun. Do you ever, do you ever use yours still or now? Uh, not as often because I have the Vita, but yeah. yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> no, it's still still cool shit, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, hey, this, this is what we're going to be expecting from this episode. So a lot of reminiscing back and forth here and there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Okay, do you want to talk about, uh, I guess, the Wii U a bit? Because, I mean, that's, I know I don't own a Wii U. I've never, I've played like two different times on it. So, I mean, I feel like you'd be able to definitely dabble into that more. <laughs> well, thanks. Like, see, so the Wii U, th- this is another thing, right? And this is what I was going to talk about when I wasn't worried about the firmware or anything. So, first off, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, the Wii U, it, it was announced with firmware 5.3.2 and even some on lower firmwares and all that, that now there is a, this came out a few months ago, there is a uh, game loader on there uh but it's not as nice as like loading up the homebrew menu or anything like that on the original wii uh where you could just you know load up a usb drive and all that it's still very unrefined and rough around the edges but it uses a certain type of exploit where essentially you are able to through a series of loops and all that you're able to run your own games retail games off an sd card not all of them but a good amount of them and then play them on your wii u and it's starting to you know really come to fruition but it's a lot like you know the early stages of the wii homebrew scene and even you know the gateway 3ds where it's extremely basic and it's not very nice but it's going to be getting much better and you're seeing quick progress on it now this one i haven't looked into as much but the problem is with this right now you need to find a wii u that hasn't been updated for about a year but there was a announcement of sorts where there's something maybe around Christmas time coming to the Wii U and it works on all firmwares from 2.0 to 5.5.0, which is the latest one. And Dano, you would know more about that, I believe. Well, yeah, in a sense, like I said, I basically looked up the article on it and just read it because my buddy basically sent it to my way and I was like, okay, that's definitely a big deal. But yeah, from what from what I know when it comes to the whole Wii U thing is that basically up until this point, you've been able to modify like the virtual Wii side of it. Is that correct? Yes. So yeah. really you could have a modified Wii inside your Wii U. Yeah, but you were not able to dabble into the actual 
you know, Wii, Wii U portion of it, which would allow you to run, you know, like homebrew on the Wii U side or backups or, you know, anything of that nature. Exactly. We didn't see anything like that for uh, the past few months. And I actually, I actually want to say this as well, too. There was a, when 5.3.2, when this was announced, um, there was an exploit that was found and people said, don't update. And we didn't see loading, which is the, the game loader. We didn't see that for about a year. So not that many people listened, but granted, there were a lot of people, there were a good amount of people that still did not update their systems, but still, they got an announcement that there was something, and they didn't see anything for about a year. Yeah, there, um, I was actually looking earlier, too, and I saw that it looks like that Haikum, who's the guy behind the Wii U uh, exploit that works up to 5.5, apparently there's a couple things that he's still working on, which is kind of, it looks like, the reason why he's, it's not guaranteed it's going to be released on the you know twenty fourth of December for Christmas, but uh, maybe like some, he said maybe. No, yeah, I'm saying that like there's a chance that it it won't be is what I'm saying. Yeah, because there's there's certain things that he's still like kind of I, I guess he wants to to make sure are working fully or, or are included by the time he actually releases it officially to you know the public's eye. But um, this article right here says basically that he wants to port uh, port the exploit to all firmwares. Yes. Um, he wants to. Oh, I already said this in my other thing, but make, make sure the exploit um, so that Nintendo will have a harder time patching it, which is obviously a good thing, giving you know users more time to be aware of the exploit's release. Because if if they release a update, which I, it's pretty guaranteed that once they are aware of this, if they're not already, um, you know how the exploit works and whatnot, they're gonna obviously first thing they want to do is figure out a way to patch it. So yeah, uh, you know his goal is to make it where people can get it in their hands before that instantly becomes a thing and the exploit's useless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also another way, another thing he's kind of working on is basically creating a mechanism so that the exploit isn't uh, patched or updated by accident. So some kind of way of blocking the Wii U from, you know, updating itself. Yes, yes, which he, he seems to be on the right track with everything. It seems pretty awesome. Yeah, he, he definitely, I mean, I, I saw also, like I said in the article, that he basically was involved with, I think it was, would I say Vita or PSP? I think it was Vita. Well, I believe it was Vita. Yeah, I believe it was the Vita scene. So, I mean, he's definitely known in terms of the modding scene, and he, he knows what he's doing. So that's that's a cool thing, you know, that he, he's he got a background in the, in modding scene in general. He's trustable, you're saying? Yeah, exactly, which is the only reason, too, why, like, I kind of released the information or that, that update on the update, like you said, basically, was at least, though, his information, He's it's not a random source, in mm-hmm. a sense. Like, he's been good for his word in the past. Yeah, and for, for anyone that doesn't recognize the joke or the reference there, uh, I actually, I was over at a friend's house when I had seen Daniel's video about it. The video caught my eye, and then I watched it with a friend. And uh, when the video was over, and it was no insult to you, it was just, you know, the, the, he's, my friend is a big homebrew as well, too. And he was just like, man, I hate announcements of announcements, because that's really... That's what it is. We know that there's something that now works on all Wii U firmwares, uh, but we don't really know what it is. There's no details. It was an announcement of an announcement. Yeah. Like he's saying, hey, this is what's going to be coming. So, you know, announcing that there is something coming, but still, like, not really, like, detail-y at all, really, Mm -hmm. except for that it works on all versions and that, you know, I mean, it's on the Wii U side of things. So, I mean, (laughs) Mm -hmm. it, it was... It was kind of just like a, a teaser, if you will. It was. No, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. It was majorly a teaser to like kind of just like get you hyped up, but then leave you wanting more <laughs> to know like what the hell he's actually talking about and how it's all going to go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even speaking of that, have you looked into the Wii U emulator at all? No, I'm mean, just. You are the first time I've even heard that that's a thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Is it Dolphin? Like the no, it's the... it's called CEMU or CEMU, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So I'll kind of explain this because this has been a a really big thing as well, too. So uh, a lot of people have thought, oh, this is going to be the death of the Wii U. It's it's not, dude. It's not. But uh, this has actually been really impressive because this is the first time in a while I've seen during a current generation of systems, a emulator come out for a system and it actually be pretty good. Now, granted, this emulator only came out a few months ago. I want to say it came out in like October or something. I... I think it was October, and they said that they were going to release an update every two weeks. And while there's still not many games that are, you know, like 60 frames per second, 30 frames per second playable, because emulation's hard, it's going to take a while for that, uh, there's the amount that they are able to do with every update, just the progress they're making, is absolutely mind-blowing and staggering. Like, right now, uh, I had seen recently there was an update where uh, Mario Kart 8 was running, and... Two weeks prior, it didn't really look that good. There were a lot of missing textures, and now it looks 
like really good. It doesn't look excellent, but you can actually tell what things are. You could see that most of the textures in the game. The only thing is it's running at like 20 frames per second. So it's really not playable, but the amount of progress they're making is staggering. The problem is a lot of people compare it to already established emulators like Dolphin and uh, EPSXE and PCSX2, but people don't realize that those emulators are still not perfect and they took years to get to the point where they are now. Yeah, Dolphin's been around for a long time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember Dolphin years and years and years ago. Mm-hmm. So, have you have you actually tried the emulator for the Wii U? No, know. there's no reason for me to try it honestly because yeah. I mean I have the Wii U system and I think just I'm really impressed with you know how it's coming along. But we've even seen progress on other emulators. Like there's actually decently working emulators for the PS3 and the Xbox 360 now as well. I haven't looked. Wow. I, I mean, I looked because I, I mean, I've been into emulators for a while. I think they're really cool, especially for more so for like really retro games. Or there's certain games that I just like can't hunt down or something like that that are no longer really in existence. You know, just to just to play play them out for a bit. But um, I remember looking at um, kind of like that's when I found out about the whole dolphin thing was when I was looking at more modern or current um, systems per se. But when I looked last time, I saw like even um, I think it was like even a lot of the was it PS2 that was, like, pretty buggy on a lot of things, too? Because I, I was trying to play, I think it was, like, Kingdom Hearts or something like that via emulator. Um, Kingdom Hearts handles pretty well on emulator, honestly. Does it? Mm-hmm. Do you, you, have, you, have you tried, uh, like, on a PC, then? Is that obviously yeah. which probably Okay, okay. Yep. I, maybe it was just my rig at the time. Because, like, I mean, again, this, this rig is the first one that I've had that's been, like, actually, like, really good. So maybe just at the time that I... Because you have to have a solid system to be able to run most like at least solid emulators that and yeah that's another thing that people don't realize too it's like you need a i mean yes it is coding but you also need a computer that is so many times more powerful than the actual system that you're emulating yeah because you've got your os and everything running in the background too it's not just running that that you know that and you're really using software to emulate hardware yeah (laughs) exactly because the i mean those machines are built for that one specific purpose well that's not the case with your actual computer exactly so but yeah, that, that's badass though, dude. That's really cool. I yeah. haven't looked into any of that stuff, so that's definitely something I should yeah, look I'll, into. I'll even send you these links super quick on here, but uh, the Xbox 360 one is called Xenia, and it has been getting insanely awesome progress as well, too. Granted, I just want to say, and the other one is RPC... Yeah, PCS3, RPCS3. So, respectively, those are the Xbox 360 and PS3 emulators. And while neither of them are going to, you know, run a full retail game all of a sudden at 1080p 60 frames per second or anything like that, you gotta really respect how far they've come. Granted that, like, just two years ago, we had nothing running in any type of emulator, if there was a thing. And now we're actually seeing retail games boot up. We're seeing some of them run. We're seeing, you know, loading screens on them as well, too, which, as I said, doesn't sound that impressive compared to you know already established emulators but there's also reasons why those other emulators are so established yeah it takes time and a huge team i mean mm-hmm. or uh, i mean not necessarily a huge team per se but i mean it definitely takes time at least nonetheless mm-hmm. so yeah. that, 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 that's still that's still really exciting dude yeah because there, there's been things like i actually saw some footage for i think it was like a dragon ball z game running on a copy of xenia and granted it was like literally half the screen was black and there were a bunch of textures that were missing but the game was running at full speed which is sick. Yeah. <laughs> Super, yeah. Yeah. You've got well. The thing is, like, you gotta, you gotta, you know. At the same time, like, you're doing something that doesn't currently exist. Yeah. You know. So it's like uncharted waters. Like, and the thing is, like, emulators are getting, they're getting more and more complicated because the hardware and the systems are getting more and more complicated. Exactly. Yeah. Because like the the Xbox 360 and even the uh, I feel like you know the Xbox 360 and Wii U emulators those are really working in conjunction with another uh, because I believe there's different development teams but I'm sure they would help each other out but both systems are based on PowerPC. Mm-hmm. So that's why I it's just it's kind of coincidental they're both doing pretty well right now. Then uh, with the PS3 you know they have the whole cell processor and just all the other funky stuff but they're working through that right now. Yeah, that's, that's, like I said, it's really cool. I'm going to have to watch some YouTube videos on that stuff, man, in my downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I said, I'm just telling everyone it's nothing that's, like, playable right now, but it's like, damn, they're really making some good progress. How how did you, I mean, how did you hear about them? Were you just looking them up, or did you? Uh, I've heard about them from forums. Uh, Reddit as well, too, was another good source. And they're just people, like, in, like, you know, the, the emulation subreddit is a really good source for all that. So I've checked that out quite a bit. And then just friends have talked to me about, too, because I have friends, you know, rooted in the scene and all that. And we've talked and compared and contrasted about everything here with the developments. Gotcha. 
Well, um, do you want to do you want to switch over to like the last news thing? Uh, let's see. I guess we have. Uh, you know, let's let's give the handheld some love too. Yes. Yeah. So, so me and Mr. Mario both just discovered this. Yeah, yeah. You you go ahead and take it away because you discovered it first. I I didn't know about it. Yeah. Well, basically, along with the uh, Wii U and the PlayStation uh, news. There is something that was just announced um, and, I guess, released. I haven't looked into any, like, uh, resellers to see if they have them in stock or whether... It's, you know, it's not in stock. I just okay. checked. Figured. So it's an announcement. They've got to get them in stock and then ship them out. But I'm, I'm sure with Christmas being here, they're trying to get them in as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, there is something called the Cobra Blackfin Dongle, which is for the PS Vita, um, which its sole purpose is for piracy. It literally, like... It's, the only thing it is intended to do is pirate. Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate thing with it. <laughs> yeah, it, it literally it says the Blackfin relies on P2P sharing of the games in order to work. In order the to play page st- is called Blackfin P2P Game Sharing for PlayStation Vita. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it is piracy at its finest. Like it's it's like oh man, I will say that it's like kind of. Again, not condoning piracy, but kind of clever as fuck to like take P2P to console like that. Like, I, I, it hasn't has it been done? I, I don't think so. Not no, like, at least to my knowledge, I don't think yeah. so. I've never seen this before. But from what I'm seeing here, it looks like it comes with a card copier. It comes with a dongle for your little. Uh, it looks like a flash card, but it's like a little Vita adapter that has it's it's the same shape as a Vita cartridge, and you can put in micro SD cards on there. And uh, then you can hook that up to your computer and transfer things. But the thing is, it's they're building it around this peer-to-peer network, and it's so reliant on just freely trading and pirating games. Yeah, it's <laughs> which I don't I don't see why it needs it. Well, they're even okay. Let me see here. You, you might ask why it is necessary to authenticate the game you wish to play using an original card connect to a server. Vita has a very secure card authentication mechanism, which to date has not been penetrated and is based on secure cryptography. It is unlikely that a direct authentication method, which avoids having to use a peer to peer system, will appear anytime soon. As a result, Cobra has designed a unique and cutting edge peer to peer sharing device, which allows users to share their favorite games with. Friends over an internet network. Wait, so you have to be hooked up at all time to play it? That's what it seems. As I said, there's not that much about it just because it's still so new and it's unreleased. Um, yeah. But also at the same time, I'll, I'll say this Cobra, the, the Cobra team, they're not any saints. They were known for their dongles and on the PS3 scene. And uh, they were the ones insisting, oh, you need to buy our dongle and you have to get these patched games and all that. And then dongles were a huge thing in the PS3C. And then that was kind of smashed through with true custom firmware. So this is just kind of a expensive stepping stone in the right direction. Yeah. Cover, cover don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh, no, they're, they're in this to make money. They know. Yeah. They don't give a shit about developers or, or anybody. They just, I mean, they're, they're if they can sell their little dongles. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure. Did you see what they're... Like, what these are going for? I remember if you said you saw what they were going to be retailing at. No, no, no. There's no price or anything like that. So something tells me it's not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I feel like based off what I'm seeing, you're getting, like, I, okay, this is just a random guesstimate, but I want to say anywhere between 60 to 80-ish dollars. I think it's going to be more than that. Oh, you do? Okay, okay. Oh, I think I think it can be easily $100, maybe even more. Okay. Yeah, prove me wrong, though. Prove me wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I... I I was, I guess, maybe being generous when I said that because uh, the uh, Cobra ODE was like that was pretty fucking expensive from what I remember. As, as I said, the main point of that was the money right there, which they just they they were they knew what they were doing with that. So. Yeah. Granted, they were the only team who was really working hard on the PS3 at the time, and they're doing the same thing with the Vita right here. And I will say that maybe with the expenses that they're charging on it, they're able to like basically apply that to their development team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'll just wait for a Chinese knockoff version to come out that doesn't require any of the peer-to-peer stuff where you could just load the ISO onto a cartridge and be good to go. Yeah, maybe we should start working on that. <laughs> hey, man, I'm busy. I don't know what you're right? talking about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You got, you got to move. I do think the card copier is cool because now I'll have a way to actually you know, like dump my Vita cartridges and all that if I want to transfer them over. I just hate that you have to rely on this peer-to-peer network. It's like, man, I just want to take my own games and just like pop them on here. It's fine. It would be cool if there's a way that you can somehow clone or um, 
basically like fake fake it out to where it still thinks that it's like that so that we can at least take it on the go again we don't know whether you have to be hooked up the whole time but to me that just seems like really fucking inconvenient mm-hmm. yeah i'll even let me see i'm watching this there, there's a video that's kind of explaining it that i'll kind of just skip through you know never mind i'm not even going to skip through it because <laughs> it's taken forever to load up on here but point is it is it seems like it is reliant on a computer here and everything yeah it's definitely i mean I don't want to use the word lame because it's still like something new, but it it's uh, it's an inconvenience. It is. It's a major inconvenience. It's it's portable, man. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you want to do you want a, uh, a fucking drill that has to be hooked up at all times, or be able to take it on the go so you can get places on the roof? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and again, like again, like you said, it, it's a it's a portable device. That's like its whole purpose. So to make it not portable anymore, uh, again, not not not. This isn't me even like talking shit. It's just that. Uh, hopefully there's more that come with it where it, they can figure out, you know, things to make it where that's not a requirement. Of course. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'll, I'll be waiting for that day. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I should, Dude, I, 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 I mean, we talked about this for about 20 years before the podcast. I, I, I love my damn Vita, man. I love that thing so much. That's honestly the best handheld I've ever used. What, uh, what is your top three games you play the most? You told me there was one game you played that was like, was it like 50, 60 hours? Or? Oh, yeah, Persona 4 Golden was really good. I'm not sure if I would put that on the top of the list right there because I'm not sure of... Uh, let me... I'm trying to look at my... Uh, honestly, a, a lot of it is really just the convenience of having, you know, those games on the go. But yeah. uh, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, that was so fun to play through. As I said, Persona 4 Golden, that was a really good one as well, too. Uh, very well done. And then uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss, that was another good one. I don't know if I'd give them any type of ranks, but those are, like, some really notable games that I'd mentioned. As well as, like, you know, like Gravity Rush and several others. Well, I was looking right now, um, but when we were talking as well on Amazon at some of the games, and I mean, these again are, these are all ports, but they have like this uh, Sly Cooper series, which I was a huge fan of on PS2 with the the raccoon, you know, thief or whatever. And yeah. they also had uh, Ratchet and Clank as well, which I could easily see me like playing that on the go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, again, Final just, Fantasy oh, right, 10. Final Fantasy, yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy yeah, yeah, 10 yeah. too, exactly. yeah, all yeah. that stuff. Also, I loved having it as a really nice portable PS1. Yeah, that, that's badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really fucking cool. So yeah, get a view to this holiday, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please save Sony now. But it's so unfortunate that Sony doesn't want to make another system now, another portable system. Oh yeah, we were talking about that too. Cause yeah. I, I I don't know. I, I've got a lot of buddies that play with their 3ds's, and I have a 3ds. I haven't really used it very much. It's it's um, weird. The p the not three the PS3 the the 3ds. It was one of those systems. It was not supposed to succeed, and it somehow blew through everything. Well, it's. It, to me, to me, when I first saw it or heard of it, I thought it was dumb. <laughs> I thought it was cool, but there wasn't really any reason to get one for a while. But Nintendo did a good job with the games, and they also brought down the price and put out some really good deals. I, I, I literally only bought it because I had two of my friends that I was working with that uh, were playing Monster Hunter. And were like, dude, we, you can you know team up with us. We were getting together and playing. So I was like, oh, fine. So <laughs> I bought it, and I hardly even played Monster Hunter. The main game I like primarily played, which I lost all of my save, uh, save data um, when I was using it for my, um, oh gosh, that the exploit that I did, the uh, ninja hacks or whatever, yeah, um, was uh, bravely default, dude. It's fucking phenomenal. I got see. I never played bravely default. I need to actually. So good, they dude. they announced so uh, bravery good. second. Oh, did they? Uh huh. No shit. Then yeah. I have to play it again. Yeah, I spent. I spent. I don't have again. Like I said, because I restarted it all or whatever. But I had a solid amount of hours. I, I went on a couple of road trips and uh, I think like a camping trip. And so my downtime, I was playing the shit of it and. Definitely, definitely, definitely. If you're into uh, RPGs, it's a very, very solid game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I actually, I got my, uh, not the 3DS. The 3DS is great, too, but I, I like the Vita more personally. But I got my Vita at a really opportune time when I was doing a lot of traveling with the family. So, like, I was playing it a lot, and it was it was such a great system. It's great for a, for a time passer, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it really is. That's, that's even me, like, um, growing up, I, I had my, like, you know, little Game Boy Color, but I used it... Um, we used to go every – it was only every four years, but every four years we'd do our trip to Europe to visit my family. And, I mean, the fucking plane ride is ridiculous and all the – you know, driving around and shit. So my parents would always buy me, like, two or three Game Boy games, uh, you know, before we'd head out there. I'd be set, dude. Like, mm-hmm. that's all I needed, you know. It was, like, the new Mario game or, like, Wario game and, like, a couple other games to play. And, and I was I was golden. So, oh, yeah, yeah, you're good after that. Yeah, so definitely um, portables are ideal for scenarios like that. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and then the other thing I actually want to talk about as well here too is, you know, the 3DS scene has been just completely booming lately um, just because, you know, there was there's now custom firmware for the 3DS so you don't even need to get, you know, Gateway anymore if you do have, you need to have a 3DS that's on firmware 9.2 or below for that uh, but even so, uh, one thing that I've looked into is, have you heard of or looked into the Sky 3DS that much? Um, I remember I did a video on it originally because um there was there was like some talk about whether it was real or not at one point. Yeah, um, yeah, because it seemed way too good to be true. Yeah, that's that's what it was. But um, no, I actually I haven't looked at anything um, since since Ninja Hacks or a little bit after that. Gotcha. Well, see, yeah. the, the differences with uh, the Gateway and the uh, Sky 3DS is I, I personally like the Gateway more. The Gateway it's region free. You have a lot more features, like for example, dumping cartridges on there. Um, backup saves, uh, creating an EMU NAND, which is like you know a second, it's like a, a second firmware partition on your uh, 3DS, which is pretty nice, uh, mm-hmm. and just a ton of open features. It's like having a JTAG almost, you could say. While as a Sky 3DS is pretty much like having a flashed system, you know, in 360 terms, where you just get the games, you have to load them on there in a certain way, and it's not region free, and they have to match a certain standard, because I've actually had a few games that don't even load on there. There's no homebrew support, anything like that. But the thing is, with the way it works, it actually is at a point where Nintendo can't patch it, from what some people have told me. And uh, every single update, the, the Sky 3DS is still working. So what happened was they actually had to issue a new one. There's now a card out called the Sky 3DS Plus, and that is now – it handles things a bit differently. It's easier to use, but it is also fully updatable now because there has been some new anti-piracy checks that have been made for newer games. So now if you have a gateway, as long as your gateway is updated, you can be able to play them. Uh, if you're using custom firmware on the 3DS, if you have your games installed on the system itself, you can play them fine most of the time. Uh, but then even with uh, the Sky 3DS, you know, your old one still works, but there's several anti-piracy new checks on games that don't work with the older Sky 3DS. So now you'd have to get the new one and you can now fully update it, which you can't update update the original sky got you what what is the is there is there a price difference between the first and second one or no uh yes there is i don't know how much more let me let me look it up uh 3ds because i haven't uh picked one up yet to be honest i'm not sure if i will but i'm definitely considering it you have a gateway though you said i have a gateway and i have a sky and also honestly i'll uh talk with a sponsor that i have because they've provided me a sky to review as well so i'll even see but actually it's about the same price really the sky 3ds plus you can get it for less than a hundred dollars okay yeah so that's not that's not terrible no that's not yeah, too bad especially because i've looked at the sky i'm like you know that's actually oh that's it's pretty impressive tech right there for what we're rocking yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I just think it's great that we can finally update the firmware on there. Um, with the with the gateway, you could too, though, right? Yes, you could. Yeah, but you had to have a certain type of system. You had to have a system on 9.2 or below. With the Sky 3DS, you can run it on any system, any firmware. Bitchin. I wonder why I wonder why Gateway doesn't do what every other company does and steal that... Uh... Still, that hardware slash software. Well, or, Ga- or, or, Gateway actually. Well, they they found their own exploits and wrote their own code. And as we said before on here, they actually put a kill code in. So there's a. It's not a clone, but there's another one that's a. Man, I was just here. Uh, let me just bring it up on here. There's another card called the uh, Supercard DS2, yeah. and that actually uses some stolen Gateway code. So it's actually been reported that if you update to the latest DS2 update using the Supercard, uh, uh-huh. you could brick your 3DS. No shit. I remember hearing about that. Because, well, Supercard DS2 was a pretty popular card for, like, regular DS consoles. It was, but there's a new one that's out that also supports 3DS. So, really, as long as you just don't fully update it and you don't really want to use a 3DS feature on there, then it's fine. Because it was supposed to be, like, the first card that could use DS and 3DS ROMs in one card. And uh, it could also do emulation and all that stuff, too. So, yeah, it turns out they just used some stolen gateway code. I wonder, I mean... Uh, and, then, I and I just want to say, you know, there also is a, a very big difference. I kind of explain it, but there is a big difference between the sky, the way the sky and the gateway work. So, yeah, I mean, I can understand that it would piss off, uh, you know, gateway that they use that code, but it kind of sucks for the people that had no idea. Oh yeah, yeah, no, those yeah. are the people I feel sorry for because they're not going to be in the loop. Oh no, absolutely not. They're, most of them are just like, oh, you know, they hear it or they think, oh, I can you know do whatever with this and they buy it and then they're like why it was my shit not working they don't know like the politics or the ins and outs of what's really going on you know <laughs> exactly 
sucks, dude. But I mean, yeah. whatever, shit happens. So yeah, and actually, I'm I'm looking here. I'm on like Oz 3ds. I've never ordered off this site, but it looks like the the Sky 3ds Plus is just like fifteen dollars more than the Sky. So definitely get that if you haven't purchased yet. Yes, yes, definitely like get the Sky free. 3ds if you're considering that. Um, but again, you said with the custom firmware, the requirement for that is though again, you also have to be below nine point. What is it? You have to have nine point two or below. Okay, but can you play things in games that are beyond that? Yes, you could, because uh, you can set up, you know, your own EMU NAND and everything on there. So you could have, you know, your system NAND and then an emulated NAND, which is fully updated, and you could play, you know, the newer games and stuff. Badass. So yeah. They, that's that's what that's for then? Mm-hmm. That's, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, I mean, the 3DS has been completely ripped open. That's been pretty neat to see. And then the Vita, we're going to see something from that. Uh, the Wii U, there's something in the pipeline you know for all firmwares and then the ps4 has technically been jailbroken so we're just we're waiting on the xbox one so who knows maybe team executor will come out of the dark on christmas day and announce something i'd be so pumped they they did that before i remember i think it was christmas of 2011 they announced uh well see forever brought out light touch 3 i do remember that yeah because i i'm pretty sure it was light touch 3 yeah it had to be light touch 3 everyone was freaking out yeah because that was just like that defeated everything yeah, at least with huge... flash drives. So yeah, there's yeah. that. And well, I know that uh, the was it the RGA tag or the RGH? One of those came out right around Christmas too. Uh, that was that. So remember, it I came out that... a few months prior, but that was RGH. I know what you're talking about. You sure? Because I made a video, and I remember this like exploiter this. They had just come out in December, like right around Christmas time. It was right around Christmas, but I remember on Christmas they announced uh, Light Touch Three. Okay. Well, maybe the maybe it was just that uh, Christmas is when they finally had their new mod chip or something like that. Because there was definitely something, dude, that was like huge. Um, let me see one second. Okay, so it was. Bam. Oh, you're right. It was November. At least, yeah. Um, it was winter season. It was yeah, winter season. Yeah, it was towards towards the you know towards the end of the year, I guess. But yeah, yeah, you're right. It was it was like early to mid-november so it wasn't quite december mm-hmm. i just remembered it being like wintry so <laughs> yeah yeah as, as i said man that's when all these exploits come out because all the coders are sitting inside drinking hot cocoa and you know working on their stuff <laughs> or drinking just something like that <laughs> yeah i like to say hot cocoa yeah 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 i pictured it like, <laughs> this so adorable hot cocoa is fantastic though like it I is any this season but i definitely should pick up some hot cocoa i, I would i'd highly recommend that like but, mini marshmallows too mm-hmm. oh man but yeah, so I mean that that's really man. A lot a lot has happened, you know, in modding the, this uh, this generation, even this uh, this year here. So we've seen quite a bit of stuff. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I, I feel like twenty sixteen is going to be like a like stupid good year. Yeah, because dude, at, th- at that point, like these systems have been out for two or three years, depending if you look at you know the Nintendo system or the Sony uh, Microsoft systems. So something has to come out here. And we will be on top of it. <laughs> I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. We'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm pretty excited, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, even looking back, now I'm. I, I kind of want to, you know, check out uh, things on Mod Chat as well here too, because we've done, dude. We've we've kept this up for a year. I know. I. I it's, it's unreal. Like it doesn't feel. I'm proud we've done it for a year, but like honest to god, it doesn't feel like it's been a year. Oh yeah, it doesn't at all. It, it really doesn't. Like I, I feel like just the other day we were just. Bull, like not bullshit but like spitballing the idea of it all i'm like yeah let's do that you know because mm-hmm, i think I, I did i hit you up about this like what like october november of last year something like that yeah you had like messaged me about it and then i messaged you back basically saying like i was like planning on potentially doing something similar to that let's fucking do it dude mm-hmm. yeah it, it was yeah it was towards it was uh, a little couple months before the end of the year because remember you saying you had like certain stuff going on but we should start it at the beginning of the following year yes yeah and i wanted to see how it would go and i i i was you know i thought that we would go on for at least a year but it's definitely awesome to come to this point so you know thank you everyone for sticking by you know the past 12 episodes and the other what uh three no four episodes of mod chat plus that we've done yeah hopefully we can get some more of those out too yeah. this next year yeah do we need to do more much I, I love mod chat plus as well yeah, it'll be, it'll, I'm sure, I'm sure we can figure out something. It was, it was cool though to me that we accomplished the initial, basically, list of ideas or bullets we put together. We pretty much knocked out all of them. We got Johnny Guns on the show for an episode, which was a huge thing that we talked yep, about. Yeah, yeah, first year we, fi- we finally had, you know, we finally had a guest on there and it was Johnny, yep. so we had that. Yep, so hopefully, uh, hopefully 2016 will, you know, just bring more content and, uh, 
keep it going and maybe potentially get some more guest stars and stuff like that for mm-hmm. you guys. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. And of course, we say this every episode. Like, we really do mean if you have any ideas for, you know, stuff you want us to cover or talk about, please put it down in the description. And we definitely love to check it out and see what all is available. Yeah, that's 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 literally no joke at all. Yeah. Like, also, please, we're running dry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, dude, also, I got to say this. Okay, so I'm looking at this, right? I'm looking at the thumbnail for Mod Chat Episode 3, which is our histories of modding. And normally, I either find a, a picture online or I use one of my own thumbnails or something. Yeah. But I used a picture of the first ever thing I successfully soldered, like first game system I ever successfully soldered with, which is my modded PS1. And oh my god, like, I'm just, I'm looking at it. And I was so proud of it at the time when I did it, but it looks so bad. <laughs> Oh, it's actually like the inside of the board, so you can yeah, see. Yeah, like you can see my solder points. It just it looks so bad. Did you notice that when you made the thumbnail or no? Uh, I don't think I really paid that much attention to it. I was like, okay, let me grab this. But like, yeah. just like looking at like you know how how I'm able to solder now, where I'm actually pretty proud of my soldering. And I actually just uh, the video will be out later, but um, I actually just did a I modded RGB output back into a Super Nintendo Junior I had. And even though that was hard and it wasn't my best, I was still proud of what I did with that. But it was so much better than this junk I did here. <laughs> I can't find it. I just I put on YouTube Mod Chat. Wait, it'd be probably under Ep Three, maybe Episode Three Mod Chat Zero Zero Three. Oh, Zero Zero Three, because like I was getting a bunch of other shit. There we go. Wait, who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> the first thing that comes up is like some girl wearing purple glasses, man. When really? Let me mod chat. Let me look this up. I want to see this now. Ah, damn. Uh, okay, see. do a space between mod and chat. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're supposed to do a space because that's what I did. Let me try it all one word. No, uh, no. No, when I do it one word, then yours comes up or ours comes up. But when I do mod space chat, then hers comes up. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me try that as well because I'm trying to find – oh, yep. Ah, oh, she's cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's slash chat 003. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, now, now I totally see it. Mm-hmm. I can't really see the thumbnail very well on my uh, my phone right now. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was funny. I was like, who the fuck is this girl? <laughs> <laughs> got hacked, dude. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, but but no, you know, thank you everyone for sticking around. We hope you all have a uh, awesome holiday season and all that. You know, spend some time with your family. Spend some time on Steam because, you know, probably Sony and Microsoft systems are going to be down and we aren't going to be able to <laughs> use them. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'll be – I don't know about you, Daniel, but if I'm doing anything, I might perform, you know, like a single DOS from my one computer to Steam so I can log into my account and play some Fallout or something. I was I was about to say like should we tell them now that we are indeed the new squad? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just me and Mr. Mario. <laughs> Together we are each. Go- we're not going to DDoS. We are going to DOS with one IP and one computer each. Our Steam account, so we can play games online. Yeah. Because Steam will pro. If Steam goes down, I'm going to be shocked. If Steam goes down, then I'm just. I don't know. I'm just. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to have like, to, like... I, I, I got to say, with, you know, all that, because we're talking about, you know, this this Phantom Squad, Lizard Squad type thing, and, you know, the DDoSing. I don't support it, but it's like, damn it, like, first off, it's not even original, because now when it goes down, people are going to say, oh, Lizard Squad took it down, but it's Phantom Squad who's fighting for it now. And second, it's like... Dude, they've they've taken a few things down this year. Last year, they did the exact same thing. It's literally a repeat of what happened a year ago, just with slightly different games and variations and same ecosystems. But the thing is, these companies have had a year to fix their stuff. To, well, <laughs> to me, the way I look at it is like this, man. Like, I, I said this, too, in my video about it. Like, I don't really give a shit because I'm on PC. And the way I see it is, like, I look at it and I'm like, huh. Like, the same way I'd look at it if, like, somebody painted a dick on a wall. Like, <laughs> like it's – I'm serious. Like, you look at it, like, ha, dumb, and then that's it. Like, I, I don't I don't see it getting nearly the amount of attention it got with Lizard Squad because, again, of the originality of Lizard Squad. And Lizard Squad did one thing right. It was they did a fucking fantastic job of advertising themselves by, like, going after certain YouTubers like Max Mofo and making him write, <laughs> uh, write Lizard Squad on your forehead or whatever, you know? So – they they just they were like excellent marketers like that's the they should get into is fucking marketing. Well, these guys <laughs> like if it weren't for um, Review Tech USA, like I had never even heard of these guys prior to them. Exactly, and uh, honestly, even the stuff that they're taking credit for, I thought a lot of that was Lizard Squad. And that's well, why I'm saying when these things go down, because I'm pretty sure everything's going to go down. But when these things go down, people are just going to say Lizard Squad took it down. Yeah. That's the thing. Whenever PlayStation Network goes down, I'm not even saying Christmas, but whenever they go down, like, you know, my Xbox Live or PlayStation Network, people just say Lizard Squad immediately. Yeah, because it's funny, and because they're the ones that, like, I don't know, the OGs. And, and like, Phantom Squad said, 
like the, you know it said uh, the reason why they're doing it is basically because like there's cybersecurity doesn't exist or some Dude, right basically not... It's it, I, I've talked about this with people. It's not cybersecurity. Like cybersecurity is a thing where they go in and they like okay. I'll, I'll put it like this when I explain this to people because some people try and say DDoSing is a type of hack and I, technically it is. Um, but hacking to me would be something with more of a malicious intent and you know stealing information or anything like that. Really, DDoSing is about the equivalent of spamming somebody's email inbox. Uh, their password has not been relinquished, their data has not been given out, nothing's been extracted, but they just have to deal with a major annoyance. Yeah, to me, to me, it, 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 that's the exact word I use. It's more annoying than harmful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so when they're saying it's security, I'm like, no, dude, it's not security, it's network integrity. Like, And that's and that's something I'm still going to fault these companies for, because they've had ample warning, and they've had a year to prevent something like this from happening again. Yeah. So... We we will see. I don't know. Again, like I said, I've I just picked up H one Z one finally on PC, so I've got that, and I've got Just Cause three, and I've got my fucking Counter Strike. So you know, I'm 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 completely content. And then I've also got a gang of games on PS four that I bought and haven't played through any of the campaigns on. So it's like <laughs> I'm golden, dude. Like I'm good for now until the following Christmas. You know? Oh no, I got you. And you're still gonna pick up more games. It's okay because I'm gonna do the oh, same yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Oh dude, come on. You can never have enough. <laughs> There is a point where it's too much, but you just don't want to tell yourself. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem. It's like these are still sealed. I don't have a problem. I said. Yeah, yeah. I like the feel the plastic. <laughs> dude, I love the smell of a new game. I, I actually do too. As weird, like as weird or not weird as it sounds, when you first crack open it, it's got like this scent, like, kind of like a new book scent type thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Except I still think games and CDs smell the best. I, I, I'd have to do a side by side. We'll make a video out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Which smells better? Like it's kind of like who wore it better? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I th- I think we're good for this episode. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I feel like anything else is gonna be a bunch of rambling shit. We got all of our meat out. Yeah. That so, sounds dirty. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was your thing right there. Yeah, man. whatever, man. Yeah, anyways, we uh, we do plan for more of these episodes next year, so uh, we'll be coming back strong, hopefully, and. Uh, yeah, you know, we we did this year. Thank you very much for all the support with this. We're trying to plan some more things, like maybe like a live episode or something. We don't know. Something something will happen from this. I would love to, you know, bring that into fruition. Dude, I'd I'd love that as well. Well, you know, next year I'm going to have my own network and everything that I can work with and manipulate and I'm not going to be restricted by the campus, so there's yep. that. That'll be sick. Yep. Yep. So we'll we'll get something figured out. We'll definitely figure out things. If y'all have any ideas, any topics, please, you know, put them down below in the description. Aside from that, you know, Facebook, uh we're mod chat on there uh everything's gonna be up on podbean itunes all that good stuff and you know mp3 downloads if you're listening to it on uh youtube there's gonna be an mp3 as well yeah even even i mean for when it comes to ideas even like email youtube message it doesn't matter just get it get, i don't care how you do it but like if you have an idea that you think we should cover like so somehow some way get a hold of us <laughs> you know yeah yeah we mostly check the comments on the videos though so that's yeah. probably oh, the yeah. best that, yeah yeah that is definitely the best way to go. I'm just saying, like, yeah, just do that. <laughs> just do that. Fuck all the other things. Just do that. Comment on the video. <laughs> People will start, like, DMing you on Instagram. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, I actually I, – oh, God, I, I'll just share this story. It's it's quick. I had somebody who messaged me on Instagram, and they're just like, hey, bro. And I was just like, okay, yeah, what's up? And I really respond DMs, so I was like, eh, whatever. I'm in a good mood. And this guy, he asked me if I mod. Like, he found me on YouTube, and then he went to my Instagram and messaged me and asked me if I mod. I, I, I have gotten quite a few of those on Instagram right now, actually. Let me, um... <laughs> oh, just as, I mean, as we're ending this right now, let me read you, like, the thing. I, know, I haven't responded to, like, any of these, because, not because I'm an asshole, just, like, not the appropriate place to contact me about these type that's of things. Tr- but that's true. That's really true. That That's really my biggest... Okay, so I have eight requests. Um... Hey, do you mod Xbox? Do you still mod Xbox? Hey, man, I'm a big fan of your channel. Why don't you still mod Xbox? Um, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, Instagram, really? And then, like, I've had people lately, dude, which I've, I've actually gotten frustrated with one guy. I, I'm not going to name drop him like that, but he contacted me on Steam. Um, and I just noticed that I had, like, because I don't really check my messages on Steam unless I'm live online um, and someone hits me up, like, hey, let's play. Um, they just go into, like, basically my ar- archive of of messages and so i finally saw that it was blinking and i was like holy fuck this guy's messaged me like 35 times in the past couple of days here and uh <laughs> hey hey what's up hey hey really really you know hey and i was like hey like what what's up and he was asking me about uh you know xbox modding shit and i said basically you know go on this video or go on this video and uh 
And he's like, well, then what do I do? And I was like, go on those videos, watch them, and then come back to me. And then, it, it, but I mean, just, just, I, I finally like took some time and commented a decent amount of stuff, which like, again, I make my videos, so I don't have to do that. Obviously, I do respond from time to time on like additional details, but at the end of it all, I didn't even get a like, hey, thanks for your time, or like, hey, great, or like, just that, that, it like pissed me off. It's like, like, gee, really? thanks, you dick. Yeah, I'm like, I fucking <laughs> took the time out of my day. You're contacting me on, a, like, my gaming platform. I go on here to have fun and play games, not to, like, you know, message back and forth about this kind of stuff. And, like, I, you can't even say, like, thanks for your time or K-thanks or, you know, no. He was really rude and, like, expected it from me. Like, it was my job I, to I give gotcha. him what he wanted. Yeah, so. no, and see, there was some per- there was one person who recently hit me up on Steam. And they, they, they've been a fan for a while. And they were, they, they were respectful with it, I understand. But it was kind of one of those things where it's like, dude, this isn't the proper channel for it. Because pretty yeah. much they asked me, they were like, hey... So I was wanting to know, um, they were just like, yeah, I want to RGH my system, uh, but the problem is, you know, the, the parts in my country are really expensive and all that. And uh, they were they were saying that, and they were just like, hey, well, can you help me? Uh, can you help me, like, find a, a part or anything like that because I need this stuff? And I was like, well, you need to look online. He's like, yeah, <laughs> but I'm looking online, and they're all expensive. What would you do? I was like, I would tell you to buy online. <laughs> and he's like, well, I was hoping maybe you could buy it for me and send it to me. I was like, I don't do send-ins. I'm sorry. He's like, yeah. okay, well, can you send me a link as to where I could buy one? And at that point, I'm just like, dude, God. like, Bye, Felicia. you you have you have maybe your connection's worse than mine, but you have the same level of access that I do to the internet. Yeah, you literally type in keyword and the word buy beside it or something like that. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's oh god. If if you can't do that, you can't install a matcha. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> sorry. I had I had to just go on that rant when you said that about you know. But I, I don't know. Just dude, no, me no worries. Shit. No worries. Yeah. Anyways, this was Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching, everyone, and sticking by us this uh, this past year. And Dope Swinner, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Nothing if you don't believe in anything and you're just going to sit in a lonesome dark room. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. And uh, kisses. <laughs> yeah, Happy Holidays uh, just overall, and uh, yeah, Happy Season. New Year. Happy New Year's. That's it. Yeah, party safely or don't party, but just be safe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Later, everyone. I guess that's it. I think we're good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>